1: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, get up! <laughs> hey,
0: hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. All right, welcome to the show. I'm Stephen Brand, and I want to thank you guys for bearing with us while we had some time past week I, obviously nobody wanted to really talk after the game and be all polite after. but anyway um i 'm at least on air. I have no idea where Keith is um so you might hear you might be hearing me ramble for an hour and say something to myself or just get fed up and go off air at, at seven thirty either way we'll we'll figure this out um i want i want to also th- i want to also thank um Matt, Matt TJ and Ryan For bearing with me for this week um, If you guys have seen that um, the, the Substitutes bench comes on On this On every other Thursday I moved this show because it was about the only time That Keith and I could get on air Obviously Keith's not with me right now So we'll, we'll see um, I, I, wanted, I wanted to also Thank everybody that has been w- with us For the last half year um, I want it's, it's been a good. It's been a good ride. I um, also want to thank the U.S. national team for playing. Um, let me let me get, let me get back to a let me get back to a song then. I'm going to get right back to you guys. Anyway, it, it seems like the it seems like the songs don't want to come on. Anyway, I'm going to give you guys um I'm going to give you guys the next half hour until I can figure out who's going to be on air with me. Um, Anyway, Stephen Brandt, um, I, I sat back here, and uh, last weekend I really didn't want to do a show for two weeks. just the whole thing of being on, on air had kind of gotten to me, and I had some things happen to me last week in the media that really pissed me off, and Keith kind of talked me down off the ledge. But anyway, you know, what, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and I was going to put this in, do this as an article for one of the many, many, many sites I write for. But unfortunately, I haven't gotten the opportunity to do that. So I'm going to put it up up here on the show. And hopefully hopefully I get a co-host coming on. And if not, 6.30, we're going to go off here permanently. So anyway, I'll talk talk to you guys as we are right now. Um, I'm not upset about the national team losing. I'm not upset that this is the same round or within the same rounds we've always been. Getting out of, or that the tactics weren't exactly perfect, or that whatever you were reading on social networking during the game, that's not what. That's not as bad as it. This was a positive experience, folks. I mean, we want we want to sit here and say, we want to sit here and say that the. T- we want to sit here and say that the team is bad. Oh, this is horrible! Because that's what social networking has become. That's what internet has become. That's what TV has become. You're supposed to be negative all the time. Instead, instead of sitting here and looking for the good. Now, if you guys have listened to me for a while, you know the you know the fact that I have been more than positive on a lot of things. That's how I like to present the sport. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a pessimistic approach to this, but I'm also going to tell I'm also going to tell you guys that there's a lot of good to come out of this. Um, as we have glossed over here many times, I live in Buffalo, New York. Not exactly a stellar soccer town, but it's a really good place to live as far as for soccer wise. And I wanted to I wanted to help I wanted to tell you guys that I wanted to tell you guys that this this was an eye opener in, in Buffalo, New York, and I'm going to be I'm going to undersell it a little bit just because you know I'm capable of doing that right now. Um, the how do I put it? Anyway, um, I, I'm more than pleased with the almost seven thousand that had come up on to to to, to watch the email we had. Two watch parties. At the uh, one was at the at the American Outlaws bar, and one was down at Canal Side, which is a very lovely area here in Buffalo. Which was which was a good, th- which was a good thing. Um, we don't have a pro team here in Buffalo. Yeah, we could take the train and go up to Toronto and see Toronto FC or International FC. As they're probably going to be called pretty soon because you know, God knows who else are so they're going to transfer any, at any rate. We have FC Buffalo, and you guys have, through this betterment of this show, have been listening to me talk about Nick Mandola and Buffalo and all that, and we we had 7,000. Now, FC Buffalo is here. They, they play at a local college, Canisius. I would hope that most of these people are going to go and see. Now, I go and see games every now and then. I'm not going to... I'm not going to take the walk down to Dempsey every weekend, because there's been some weekends that it's been horrible out. So, anyway, um, with... We have 7,000 here. The the big fervor that we're hearing is that as soccer arrives, as soccer arrives, have we made more fans? Have we made more fans? Have we made more fans? I mean, you're hearing this all over the place. Has soccer truly arrived? I don't think soccer since 1994 has been going or has been a niche. It's nothing been more than a niche sport. And, yes, you're going to gain fans after every World Cup Anyway, that's just how, that's just how it is. I have a sneaky suspicion that you are going to see a bump in numbers among MLS, NESL, USL Pro, PDL, keep going down all the alphabet numbers that there are, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, but I, I don't think people. I think people are missing the boat here. The twenty to thirty thousand, or however, was in Chicago, and I wish. Wish Ruben Tisch would be able to jump on. It, it looks like I am going to get someone. The great Matt Hoffman will be on. The music man will be on. So we'll be able to carry. we'll be able to carry at least someone for a bit. Hopefully Keith Keith is having some problems at home. I don't want to get I don't want to get him involved without ch- without checking him. But anyway, as I was saying, is that all these massive watch parties? People are saying that, oh, these numbers are gonna transfer. These numbers are gonna transfer. You're gonna get all these, you're gonna get all those people in Kansas City to go. I mean, we saw ESPN going to the major markets. Saying, this is where this team is. This is where this is. This is where that is. I would assume a good majority of those are gonna fall off just as is. To get there you are. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just turn on the music again? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just turn on the music, man? No, I didn't. I turned on my lock up music.
1: Park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the Ask Thick uh, hashtag. That was exciting. That was uh, that was certainly uh, that helped uh, after the after the World Cup toss. Are you aware of what i mind? I figure one of the one of the things I loved was having you part of this show conglomerate or whatever the hell you want to call it at this point is the amount of music I can when I set up the show I, I look through and I set it up and going I don't even I don't even know half of this stuff. And here's the right. funny thing guys. Here's the funny thing about this guys. I'm younger than Matt. By not much, but I'm younger than him. And I'm reading going How the hell do I not know this stuff? I can understand Keith not knowing this I look at this <laughs> going, How the, what the And I mean, you're, you're not at the point. Your kids aren't at the point where they're listening to weird music. So you, you don't have, you don't have them coming. Well, Raffi Bieber. <laughs> well, hey, well, sometimes Ra- Raffi and Yanni are better than some of the pop music that is, is out there. I will <laughs> give you that. The Teletubbies. <laughs> yeah, well, the Teletubbies. Uh, there, there was this. I'll have to find. I'll have to find this. There, there was this whole. Philosophical di- dissection of what the t- Teletubbies are, and it was relating to sports. I just read like, on
1: oh, my damn.
0: Someone <laughs> like someone thought way too damn hard, or, or was well, it no. a little bit too? I, I, uh, I, this sorry. is what ha- this is what happens when you're too inquisitive and bored during the day. But anyway, um, what I was starting off the show show with just to give you a little up This is kind of our post mortem. Of USA I, soccer for the for the year, and I was I was leading off, and I want to give you because you live out in you live out in a really massive town, so you you get to see soccer more than I do. I, the whole theorem that people are pointing out that soccer these fans will translate into the sport by just going, just seeing the sport is that we're going to see a rise in numbers. Anyway, now you cover and you cover. Now, you could hopefully see, especially with them going towards the playoffs this year, see a rise in fandom. I mean, what is your take on all this people saying, oh, the sport's going to grow, the sport's going to grow, the sport's going to grow? Well, I don't think that someone who hated soccer yesterday is going to love it now. But I do think that someone who might have been a casual fan – who might have said, you know, I played soccer as a kid, and I liked it. They might be more inclined to, to you know, be like me in '94, realize, wow, there's actually leagues out there and people playing. Um, so I think what it does is I think it's uh, uh to, to borrow a phrase from Clinton, I think it would take their fandom to another level. Do you, ex- do you expect? With, do you expect with this? At all? Are you still there? Am I still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. I'm sorry, I heard something and it started breaking up. Oh, sorry about that. I had my finger over the pulse. Um, do you think that some of this, that some of these people are going to be falling off, or are you gonna, are you going to, um, or do the, does the MLS and the rest of the tier have to really push hard now? Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, it's it's a it's a good opportunity. I mean, you got a lot of people, but I think a lot of people are still like, well, I only like the men's national team, or I only like, you know, winners or whatever. Um, so, because, like, um, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow at the Chivas game, but, you know, Chivas has struggled to get, you know, hasn't got over 10,000. And in fact, last night's match against San Jose, they only got 9,000. That was that was a Wednesday night, but it's also a summer vacation night. So, um you know, I don't I don't think it's going to be, like, you know, banging on the NFL doors anytime soon. But I do think that people who, you know, who might have been adverse to it at first might be, like, taking a second look. Um, and I think there's certainly a lot of good stories to talk about this year in the MLS season. Um, you know, starting, you know, let me take a home with Chivas USA. Um, you know, Eric Torres just scored his 11th goal last night. Chivas has had a guy score, of a, a 10 has had guys double-digit goals since 2007. Um you know, and then just a, just what's going on with the team. I mean, this is kind of a cool opportunity to get yourself in on the ground floor of something new, and it's not gonna be twenty Kansas City. I mean, um, I guess maybe it will be like twenty Kansas City, but, um, you know, where you know, look and look what happened there for the rebrand. And I'm, I'm, you know, I think that's kind of an exciting thing to look forward to. I mean, well, I know, I know, as Americans, we're spo- we're supposed to. Be negative about the uh, uh, you're on social network, well, Twitter, not not Facebook mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but you, you, know, you notice among the fa- you notice among the fans that regardless of what the team does, we have to say something negative about it. I can't. I to be honest <laughs> through this through this whole bit whole bit of the sport. I the only negative thing I could ever say about this team so far is that they don't... It's the same thing we've been saying for years, is that the midfield and the strikers can't link up whatsoever. That was a problem, definitely. And, it, and having Alcador come out, that that killed us, dude. I mean, it, it just completely changed the way that Bradley played. It completely changed the way that Dempsey played. It was like every other player, there was, there was someone that could, fill, that could fill that person's shoes, that could fill that person's roles. Um... Because, I mean, even like, you know, Tim Howard, you know, Brad on is, you know, he's not going to see that. He's a really good keeper. Um, but, yeah, we just didn't have anything after outdoor went out. And um, for all the talk about playing proactively, um, you know, only Iran had less possession than we did in the entire tournament. So that's a little disappointing. Um, but um, the team still, you know, got to the group stages. And, yeah, heck, you can say, well, on paper they did the same as they did in 2010, but, I see progress. I, I'm I'm pretty happy with the team. I'm really happy with the way things went. I, you know, I wish we, you know, had I wish we saw a mixed desk in the field. I wish, uh, you know, I, I I kind of felt like Cle, uh, Klinsman played scared on Tuesday, putting in uh, Cameron to cover Fellini. And, yeah, he did a great job. He kept uh, Fellini in check. But uh, I kind of felt like, um, I think Matt Doyle said on the uh, March to the Mass podcast really well, it's like he was coaching scared. He wasn't coaching this aggressive attacking style. He was coaching... To you know, not to lose, and you know, well, I think when you play not to lose, that's how you lose. Now, now, was it, now okay, now that was that the negative part out of it. I, I, I found found this tournament a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, a lot more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The the record. I mean, going into it, if you had said that, really, the only win we would have is against Ghana, and we would get through to play probably an overrated Belgium side. Now, I would take that for, for what we, yeah. I mean, yeah, going into the World Cup, gloom and doom, end of the world, everything's horrible, we're not going to get out, we're not going to get a point. We didn't take Landovan to send the German back home. Oh, wait, his home is literally down the street from you, so it's not, it's not anything. It, it, and we come out with ESPN loving the sport outside of, outside of Sports Nation, but that, that's because Max film oh. is kind of a idiot. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's not for the. Uh, yeah. Oh. The sad let thing lie. is, I like Keller. I like Kellerman a lot as a commentator. Yeah. He's actually. Yeah. He's actually really good. But oh, just with like when a when said, Yeah. Yeah, and Beetle is good. Beetle Gito knows soccer. She actually mm-hmm. does know it. Because I yeah. think she's originally from from Texas. She does know it. So. Maybe it's ESPN, mm-hmm. but I, I found this, to be honest, a lot better experience for because we had media outlets and media people talking about the sport that you didn't, you wouldn't see. I mean, right? ABC News was doing it, NBC. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, mm-hmm. Fox was talking. Now I know there's people at Fox, Fox and Friends in the morning that are actual soccer fans. That one's. Good. I don't know if Scarborough is over there anymore. I don't know where Joe Scarborough is, but um, there's a, there's a couple people over there that actually listen and like the sport. But you're, we were finding mm-hmm. people that were actually watching the sport. I I hope to God that what Jurgen is doing, he has a plan. I hope he's doing this like he did with Germany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he is. Um, you know, the 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 players he's about to do pursuing to do nationals. Um and, you know, he's, you know, completely got into changing, you know, he the the um the direction of the the U seventeens, the U twenty ones. Um he his single pits everywhere. In fact with his uh, contract extension he got uh a new title of technical director. So yeah, I think he's there for the long haul and I think we'll be seeing a, a lot of new faces on the two thousand eighteen team. Between them though we got the Copa America We got the Gold Cup and we got the Olympics, and uh, hopefully um, the Confederations Cup as well. So there's no shortage of uh, chances to see these quality players as they emerge. Yeah, which would be which would be a lot of lot of fun. Which would be a lot of fun. I mean, who do you see off of this team actually retiring and leaving? Uh, I think Deuce. Yeah, he's he'll be 36. Possibly Howard, he'll be, he'll be 40, he's 36 right now, right? So he'll be 40. Uh, Beasley, I think this is it for him. Uh, And and by the way, I mean, what a run he's had. Um, I think he had a phenomenal World Cup. Let's see here. Um, Maybe Bradley. Probably Beckerman, too. Uh, Cameron might be back. Cameron might be back, but I don't know, he might, he might be aced out. I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, we always thought, uh, uh, you know, what about Stuart Holden? I mean, you know, just that injuries happen, injuries occur. And, you know, will is he totally off the radar, or will he have a chance to bounce back? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's and you is know, Kleishan he's completely off off the roster, too. Well, is Sasha Kleishan completely off, too? Hell, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think so, because he's, uh... Wow, how old, how old is he? Uh I think he came I think he was so he's probably thirty maybe. Yeah, he might be. I mean if he didn't make it now, I don't know why he'd make it um in four years from now. And, and here's the scary thing. You still Freddie Adu is still very young. Twenty five. <laughs> he's just twenty five. Yeah. yeah, think about that. There there's still a chance. Um Shin Guardian was going through all the people that he was talking about who was going to be on um, the 2014 roster. And it was just one right oh. after another that he was saying he was getting wrong. I mean, it's like, oh, Robbie Rogers is going to be the star of this team. Wow. Wow, yeah. Where, Where's this from? Was that, was that when Clinton took over in 2011? No, this is 2010. He was looking at 2010 and going, okay, these are the players that are going to be on the roster for – Two thousand fourteen. Oh, oh, I see. And he's going oh, he's wow. like, hey, Robbie Rogers is gonna be awesome. And he, wow. he's he's going back and retweeted it, going, Yeah. This is why I don't do predictions oh, wow. anymore. It's like yeah. Of course everybody was going everybody was going, Well, of course we didn't see we didn't see ten years ago Freddie Adu falling apart. We did we no. didn't know we didn't know in two thousand ten we had Julian Green or most of the Germans. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and who knows? I mean, maybe we're so quick to pull it in the late, and, you know, what he did in his limited time is remarkable. Um, but, yeah, who knows? I mean, he could, you got to get another Freddie Adu's situation right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Freddie Adu's still out there. Juan is still out there. I mean, and, and just to just to keep everybody calm, and as <laughs> Landon said it, as, 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 as Landon said it, if I'm still playing and on the team in 2018, you have to, we've made we have not progressed, mm. yeah, if he has to call me up which <laughs> which the thing, the thing question is why did you take mixed disco route and not use him yeah, yeah, i was always i was always uh surprised, but uh um yeah um yeah. i am not sure and maybe that was just like. He felt like he could only deploy mix when we had a lead, and you know he wanted mix to combine with Altador. Um, you know, I think I think when Altador went out, that 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 killed a lot of stuff. I think that changed a lot of uh, a lot of what Dream wanted to do. Um, but yeah, because yeah, yeah, mix never got never got a lift, which I, I'm disappointed. I was really looking forward to to him on the team. I was all, also all ready to get a bomb pop, a bomb or a rocket pop with him. On the back, yeah, of, and we.
1: Me too. that's funny you
0: say that. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> and the last year, I went Monday to Dick's Sporting Goods to see what there was still around, oh. and there was there was there was one of everything laying around. There was. Yeah, thank uh, you, just, by the way, for supporting a uh, a, um, a MLS sponsor. Thank you. It's it's within walking distance of me, and since I don't drive anymore. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier to go. It's a lot easier. I, I just wish my dick Sporting Goods here in Buffalo would carry MLS stuff. It used oh, to, for yeah. a while, I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. used to, I don't know how, in you guys, it used to have a wall of jerseys, mm-hmm. I mean, like 10 feet high, almost. it probably wasn't that high, but of every team, and I thought, and it, Jersey Jersey Week would be amazing. I like. I go and go. Oh, I can pick that one out. I can have that one. I can have that one. Now it's right. like you go into these places and they have like four. They have four like really? national team jerseys. Yeah, and it's weird. I mean, I go online to get my jerseys. I mean, I don't have anything MLS. I don't have anything MLS. I mean, the only American thing I have is a Fort Lauderdale Strikers jersey, which I ooh, which I wear. Yeah, I, I wear that. To, I wear that to all the um, AO parties just to annoy TJ, just because he's he's working with he works with Minnesota United. So I just like like to needle him just a little bit because it's it's fun to needle the young man. Um, Minnesota United against Fort Lauderdale. Oh yes, and it's even funnier as, as you know, and some of the fans fans of the show know. I'm actually from Minnesota, so it's it's all a running <laughs> jo- It's all a running joke between us. Between you us two, where I say you're darn I, I can say. Well, if, I'm like, well, if you want, if you want the team to be pumped outside of the do Nord show, which is awesome, you just yes, Throw me show. some stuff every. Throw me some stuff every once in a while. I, my my loyal, I'm. I'll admit it. I'm a cheap whore when it comes to sports. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Just like if if yeah. Chivas is listening. If the guys at Chivas are listening, because I know you guys hang on every word that Matt Hoffman says and writes. If Chivas, if Chivas is listening, you, I know you guys listen to every single thing and read every single thing that Matt writes. I'm, I will, I will adore your colors too because red is great. So actually, it's really funny you say that. So rumor is that um, someone asked for Mario Rosales' jersey, and he said that he couldn't give it to them because they're not making the jerseys anymore.
1: Mm. So, that
0: stinks I, yeah so I think that there's only so many left and I don't think there's going to be like a clearance anytime soon yeah I can I can imagine I remember when um, Alicia posted that picture probably got a year ago at, at the end of the year when they were putting I think they were either throwing things out or packing things up it's she just posted I want all good old well, I mean, out of this tournament, what do you what out of the out of the World Cup tournament, outside of Count Draghill, what what has been your what has been your biggest um what has been your biggest um news story out of the World Cup so far? Well, uh, you know, I wonder if this is just dreams of horrorism, but I think the emergence of Caca Um We had three teams, ev- you know, four four teams made the tournament. Uh, we're only allowed four teams. Um, actually, we're only allowed three teams. The fourth team had to do a playoff with, uh, with Oceania, with New Zealand. Uh, but three of those four teams advanced past the past group stages. And one of them advanced uh, past around the 16. So uh, to me, that's part of it. Um, you know, I don't want to say Suarez is a story, but I think Suarez is a story. Um, to me, I think you have a tournament where I think any of these eight teams left can win it. Um, I don't think there's anyone here that's like really weak i think uh, all these- all these games here i mean I think if I was like a professional gambler, I'd stay away from this because i i think uh I think Colombia has a really good chance of taking it uh against Brazil, and I think France has a great chance of winning the whole tournament Well, i mean and that's you know Europe's never done well of these tournaments you know in South America but uh, I, th- I think this could. Be, I think. I mean, can you imagine France from where they were in 2010 winning the tournament? I mean, just talk about yeah. a turnaround story. Um, so yeah, that's my three things there. Um, and can win it the merch of the calf, and merge to the Concacaf and and then uh, just you know the other thing would be just Brazil just hasn't really impressed me. It's you know you you just always think of Brazil as being you know this amazing powerful juggernaut and. It's like Neymar and a bunch of other guys. It's just they've been kind of mess, Yeah, exactly with that. I mean, I I have not been impressed with. I don't think anybody's been impressed with Brazil. I I, I was hoping that they'd be one of those host nations that gets knocked out early, just to because yeah. we're all we're all loving Brazil and Brazil. I mean, they can play pretty well, I and mean, those 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 shirts. Those shirts make the Oregon Ducks ones sometimes look a little less scary. So, oh, I'm actually wearing one right been, now. I'm actually wearing my Brazil jersey as we have this conversation. <laughs> oh, nice! I, I, uh, now, spoken as a true nerd here, why is it the, why is it the Hulk jersey more well seen?
1: The, think about
0: that. Why aren't there comic book nerds wearing that damn thing? I know that am like that right that right there, Marvel I, I don't even know who has Hulk. I don't know if that's Marvel or the mm. other one. But I'm like it, it's Marvel. someone's got oh, to, oh, it's Marvel. Yeah. 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 Mar the Marvel fans have gotta jump all over that. for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean I to have a Hulk jersey, I mean especially I mean, I'm a big dude, I'm six three. I should have one of those damn things
2: playing around. I <laughs>
0: mean make, make me angry. I mean <laughs> Yes, well, people. Have, I, I I'll tell you, author of one. It's not not too. It's not bad. It's quite funny, actually. But anyway, my other one has been um, Costa Rica going through. I mean, I know Kim Jay yes. kind of told us, God, almost in January, I think, about how the team was going to do well and how how much she liked it. And I wrote a little bit about it earlier for one of the many thousand sites I'm writing for at this point in my life. Um. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm, cl- I'm glad CONCAF is doing really well. We just need Canada to get good in the sport, and that would be would be nice to have some. Because we need to have two, <laughs> two, we need to have two rivals. I mean, we can't just be sitting here hating Mexico. And that's the other one that's been annoying is all the racist chants that we've heard. Yes. and all the st- all the yeah. all the stuff. I mean. I mean, Maxi Rodriguez' um, football intellect was just losing it online. But Maxi, do, Maxi does that about once a week; just loses it on online. Right. And um, he he was talking about all this and how ESPN is not dumbing down the crowd mics for this stuff, and that's what's getting. on. I mean, oh, they're not.
2: They check- oh,
0: yeah. Wow. They're not. Yeah, they they haven't dumbed down the mics cause I think Maxi. I don't think Maxi actually went. To, Brazil. I know I know there's a couple from I know a couple people that were in LA that went. I know Ryan Rosenblatt was there for a while actually. And um we and Maxie was talking, he's like, You have to you have to listen to this when you're on air and he says, If you're hearing something you don't like, take it off air. Wow. Hey well, on that note, I'm sorry, Stephen, I've gotta run. But uh thanks for again for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, and let's see here, oh,
2: don't worry, you're going to be replaced by your co-host, actually Wonderful. my co-host. <laughs> Thank you. I'm replacing Matt, well, it's nice to see he's moving up the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, have a good day.
0: All right, wait, which, who are you calling a gentleman? Shit. <laughs>
2: Wasn't me, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Or or as I said on Twitter this morning, when I grow up, I want to be Keith. Because I, fi- I figured yeah. I would get a wholehearted laugh at work with you on that one. So Okay.
2: Well, the laughable part is you're assuming I've grown up yet, and that's not true. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. hey, when I grow up, I want to be like J.P. De La Camera, but <laughs> that's another discussion altogether.
0: Well, I, I went off the show with the um, – and you and I have talked about this uh, off-air before. But um, I, I told you I, – I don't know if I told you, but mostly during our – here in Buffalo, we've got about 7,000 people watching the sport. That's, uh, yeah, that's you did tell me that. We, we've had around here now. I, I don't know – I have never seen any numbers or anything coming out of Columbus, and that kind of scares me. I don't know if you guys – if A.O. Columbus did anything,
2: or if you guys oh, yeah, did the, the anything, big, the big the big uh, pub for those, which is at the Eastern Shopping Center, northeast side of town, uh, they were having party. They were actually having an outdoor setup, uh, and there were and I didn't get the exact figures, but there were a lot of people there. And this is kind of a this is a regular hangout uh, for crew uh, supporters to watch to watch not only away games. Uh, but also during the Premier League season, they will open up early and show uh, show the Premier League games as well. They were getting big crowds, Uh, but I know for the TV ratings, Columbus was consistently scoring in the top ten market in terms of uh, the uh, shares across the country, the audience shares across the country uh, comparing all the cities. And I realize part of that is due to the fact we have an MLS franchise here, but uh, Columbus was consistently in the top ten during the first two weeks of the World Cup, which is not surprising, but uh, that probably doesn't take into account the people that were watching for those as well. So it's been, uh, and this was, and it was the same was true uh, in 2010 and uh, 2006 when the crew actually hosts watch parties at Crew Stadium as well. So yeah, it's been it's been going on here just so like it has every place else. Uh, it just hasn't been getting any of the uh, some of the national notoriety. That places like Chicago, Kansas City, and Philadelphia have been getting and uh, and obviously it's going to be a bigger deal here than it is say in Buffalo, but I think for what you told me and other things, I see what's gone on in Buffalo in terms of the numbers of people out it's very, very impressive, considering uh your your closest m l s team is ninety miles away
0: yeah exactly i mean i and I, I was going by the I was by the assumption that and I talked to Matt about this. Um well, one of the one of the things I'm worried about is that people are naturally thinking, Oh, the sports go growth, sports code growth. All these numbers of all these fans are gonna come in. And I wanna say hold back. I went on Sharona's show right after the World Cup and I said, it's all well and good that the sport, the sport will grow, and it will. It, it has grown every World Cup exponentially, it, it's, it's going to grow this time. I think it's not up to the fans to make this grow. It's up to each team in each city or multiple teams in in some city. I mean, Tulsa, I think, you've got two, and I think Oklahoma City's got three right now, to put out the effort and get the fans. There are some, there are some. Yeah, yeah. You're, and what,
2: you're right team well we that's what we've discussed before i have said before, you did, Mike the team has all the responsibility, and while yes, the fans can do an awful lot in terms of social media, things like that, the team still have to you know, still do whatever they can to reach out to fans, obviously what they can do uh can vary depending on whether or not. Uh, depending on what level they're at, teams absolutely have to try to capitalize. I think most teams will, whatever league they happen to be in, uh, they'll capitalize in whatever way they can. And but I think the fans uh, are important in this too, because I've seen a lot of things on Twitter and, and Facebook about people saying, "Hey, now now say, get out, support your local club, whatever level it might be." Uh, we got the Women's World Cup coming next year in Canada as well, so don't you know? Don't let this drop now. That you're into it, and I think that's going to be, and I think that's where the, where the team what the team does has to, is very important. Uh, for the simple fact, that, yeah, you don't, you, you, there are going to be a certain percentage of bandwagon people. That's that's not to be, uh, that's not to come shouldn't come as a big surprise to anybody. But still, you've got there's a hook in them now. You've got them noticing and paying attention, and so you know now's your chance to take advantage of that. And I think clubs will do that certainly. i don't th- I think they'd be it would be crazy for them not to or to try and ignore it. but you know, they do have to realize that uh you, you this is this is a great opportunity you've got right now with all the buzz that's going on yeah exactly i mean uh, and we're going to probably
0: sit, i would be interested to get a one of the presidents of one of the AL chapters on he's how much after this World Cup, World Cup their numbers have improved. Because I know, at least in Buffalo, I know they their numbers have gone up too because it, the, the website broke one day. The, the American Outlaw website actually broke from the traffic there was on it, which is actually kind of fun. Um, another thing I would talk to Matt about is, and you're a lot more positive online than there is, the only negative thing I could take away from this whole thing, this whole thing, is that and this has been dogging the team for the years, is just the, the midfield can't link up with a striker whatsoever. We have not developed a number 10 or a number 7 or a number 9, whatever numbers you want to put in there. Ever. No, no,
2: That's we haven't.
0: the only negative you could say.
2: Yeah, it's because uh, you know, this is going to kind of tie in with with Jurgen, and I think one of the negatives of what happened in all this is you know, Josie Alcindor's injury left them pretty much hung out to dry because he's such a unique player in terms of his fish way and there's nobody else they had or even could have gotten that could replace him. And that's part of the development of one of the skilled players. And Johan Cruyff tweeted about this earlier today as well, saying that, this, this takes time. And also, Claudia Reyna uh, in the New York Post was talking about this, too. And the development really needs to come, you know, through the youth ranks. And, you know, this is something... And, and because, but what happened was, in this case, you know, Jürgen's hand was kind of forced in terms of tactics. I think he played a little bit too cautiously. Uh, we saw they could do some things maybe that they didn't do when Josie Altadore was out there. But we certainly saw some potential and some things created, even if the, whether it be the end of the Germany game or the end of the game against Belgium, I think Jurgen just caught, got caught a little bit blindsided by what happened to Jose Altidore. It forced his hand, uh, and it forced to... And, and, and the big thing is, because, because of the way he played it, remember, he came in saying, we're going to be more attacking, we're going to be more positive, things like that, and he didn't do that. And again, partially it wasn't his fault, because, you know, but at the same time... Suppose you say, okay, what if Josie Ellison were What are we going to do? Who can we put in that spot? And the answer is nobody, really, no matter what. And so, you know, can Chris Wondolowski develop into that kind of a player? Who knows? It's, uh, but you know, the, there's a lot of young talent. The one thing he did show that's going to make a difference is he showed a lot of faith in the young players. And that's where you're, you're going to see some turnover during the next four years. But, but Claudia talked about the development has to come through the youth ranks. You know, by the time they get to be 20, 18, 19, 20 years old, you, you should know where well, the, the skills should be. The time to develop isn't at the professional ranks, and this is one of the things that kind of that, I, I mystifies me in terms of player development, because they talk about MLS and player development for the national team. The MLS clubs, to me, are in the business of player development for the national team program. They're in the business of player development for their own team. They're running a business. They're running a club that they've got to focus on. Do you hear people in England talk about the Premier League being involved in developing players for the national team? No, you don't. La Liga in Spain, Serie A, the Bundesliga? No. It's not the same thing. And Claudio Reyna made this very clear. The development comes through the youth and the teenage years. That's when the development has to happen. It's it's a player development. With the skill position with skilled players, and you know, this is where they, the, this is where it's been talked about by him, this article was in the New York Post and other places how the youth soccer structure is so skewed because of the pay to play setup that we have where most of the players come from. I know you, Us soccer there, there is a program that's been in place for about seven years now that eliminates that, and it helps in terms of reaching kids in underprivileged neighborhoods, but there's not nearly enough of that. And that's, it's those youth, teams, you know, that that eight to eight, that eight to sixteen year range. That's where the player development has it, it has to happen. You know, by the time they turn professional, uh, they should they should already be developed. Uh, you know, certainly certain the academies can do some things uh, depending on how young they start. But a lot of, you know, a lot of these academies don't go down that far into the youth ranks. So you're going to need some more time, but I think part of his problem, even though he's technical director, part of his problem is how does he dislodge this structure? And Kurt Larson of the Toronto CERN was tweeting about this a lot today, and the same, similar problem exists in Canada too. And that's another problem I have with this idea that MLS is responsible for player development. Okay, okay. If that's the case, are they also responsible for player development for Canada, because we've got three MLS teams in Canada. If that's the case, then you're dealing with a conflict of interest. Why should we develop, help develop players for a country that can come and beat us? Okay? And if, it's, if, you're, saying, now if you're going to say MLS should be heavily involved in playing development for the national team, then okay then. If that's true, then we should only be focusing on US, U.S. soccer and you three MLS teams, you're on your own. We're cutting you loose from this part of the deal that's not going to go over too well either. So there's a lot of things that need to be done, some of which Jürgen can do, some which he can't do. And I, I realize the criticism of his tactics are, is valid. I'm not denying that for a second, because and his hand, but his hand was forced, and there are structures and powers in place in the youth set up in this country that really kind of tie his hands and, I don't know if anybody's willing to take the radical step because, as Kurt Larsen pointed out, that those kind of changes mean the people in power may no longer be in power. Are they going to be willing to cede that power for the good of the game? I would, but I wouldn't bet anything I value on it. I'll tell you that right now. But
0: no, no, that being said, with all the negative out of here, out of this,
2: yeah, you've watched more. You've watched more World Cups
0: than I have. I. Uh, this was the, one of the most fun tournaments to watch. Now I go back as oh, far yeah. as '94. This was one of the most fun ones, and I'm taking. I'm just saying on the American side, this was really fun. I mean, you get we we went into this. Oh, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to get out. We're not going to get any points. We don't didn't, have landings. I didn't say that. I understand I've said the club, I've <laughs> said the club. To I'm the collective media. I've said the collective media yeah. to the, the, the all and we got out of the group winning one game and have having to having to become a having to become a Cristiano Ronaldo fan for a for a game. I mean that that was a good step to be honest with you. With with how shaky this team has been, I I was quite happy with it. And what the sport became in the states. I mean, we we all saw the, we all saw ESPN going to Kansas City, going to Chicago, going to Legends in New York City, and seeing the mass of people watching. Once again, I'm in Buffalo, New York, folks. Every bar I walked into was playing the game, and I have a lot of ethnic bars around here. I mean, I walked by, I walked by a freaking Chinese. A Chinese takeout place, and they had the game on their TV. go figure I saw yeah, we had we did it everywhere, and that
2: was cool.: Yeah, and as I said, the big, as I said before, the big thing to me is the American media's response, and I don't mean just ESPN either. Obviously ESPN has a vested interest in number. First of all, I should say ESPN has done a wonderful job with this because you, and you have to keep in mind something. They're out, as of after this is over, they're out of the World Cup loop until at least 2023. Okay, that's nine years. They're out. They could have easily sat there and said, you know what? It's our last shot. We're not going to have this for a while. We're just going to literally mail it in. We're going to do everything up here in Bristol, everything in the studios. We aren't sending anybody down there with a couple of exceptions, and that's it. But no, they went all in, if I may borrow a phrase, uh, on this. And they for the most part, they've done a great job. The only, the only things I have a problem with is, is three. One, Julie Foudy is not being utilized enough. Uh, and, and that's a shame because she brings a lot to the table, not only just from an ex-player standpoint, but the fact that she's, she's got some of that reporter instinct in her, and they've used her in that regard on a few occasions. Number two, I know you'll, lo- you'll love this. The boys in suits, they should have left them locked in that closet. Okay? They brought nothing to it as far as I'm concerned. And <laughs> Number three, uh, Judah, the world champion dork. Sorry, Matt, but kiss him goodbye, okay? All he did, he read from a script for those March to, March to Brazil sets. So, so. That's it, okay? He contributed to Which
0: is sad on all
2: of it. Well, my point is, is stick with the experts. Get the entertainment stuff out of there, okay? This is a yeah, sporting sure. event, all right? That's my, that's my main point. I don't need this entertainment angle. Uh, from some unfunny dork, okay? It's, that, it's just that simple. But otherwise, ESPN is the praise. But, but other media outlets have been talking about Seriously, I was listening to CBS Sports Radio in the morning where they had Brandon Tierney, Dana Jacobson, and Tiki Barber They were talking about the game against Portugal. And it was serious, too. you got to keep going. You know, Jacobson, your kid, was spent a lot of time at ESPN uh, covering much of anything. Brandon Tierney was in, ba- in the baseball business. Tiki Barber, of course, played in the NFL. These aren't people with a big soccer background, and they're talking about seriously. You know, they didn't, uh, it wasn't, and it wasn't about what they knew. Uh, obviously, it's more about their opinions as people, who, and they have, admittedly, their soccer background is probably pretty limited, but still, they weren't being mocking about it. And other you know, media, out, other, other national media outlets were talking about the people who had no real vested interest in it because they weren't televised. And that was the, the big thing. And, you know, you know, we see, I talked about your know, columnist running up the white flag. You know, Greg Doyle on CBSSports.com, who I uh, admire tremendously and try and retweet as often as I could, as well as, well as exchange a couple of emails with him occasionally. Yeah, he wrote, he had a thing today that he put up on Twitter uh, saying, hey, guess what? Tucker's here to stay, gang. You know, and this is a guy, you know, he's a little more old school. He's big on the uh, UFC and the MMA stuff as well. But he said, hey, it's here to stay, people. Uh, you, that, that's a fact. You might as well face the reality and Orton no news sent sent, sent down to Corsi, and he was, and, and again he wasn't moving from Orton
0: sent Michael to down. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, was, I mean, he, well, but he's a noted, he's a noted soccer fan. I mean, he's he's yeah, a noted he Liverpool fan. Yeah.
2: Guy, Mike Gottlieb, Mike Mike Gottlieb on on CBS Sports Radio, who I know you told me he was a big soccer fan, but I didn't realize that because I only know from doing you know football basketball stuff but he, on a couple of times in his afternoon show on CBS Sports Radio, was talking about too. So too. To me, that's the story here. The American mainstream sports media realizes what's happening, and they're responding to it in a positive way. And, you know, as I said, I know it's not going to be the same when the MLS season resumes uh, and, and, you know, and next season, that. but they realize you know, a change you know, uh, a, uh, you know, this has been a, a tipping point, uh, not just from a fan perspective, but from a media perspective. And to me, that's the big difference now. And you know, this was this was step two. Step one, of course, was 1994 when the World Cup first came here, and the and, they, and the American sports media realized, hey, there might be something to this. But now they realize, you know, it's here. It's you have to think of it as a as a uh, top five, now the top five in terms of sports in this and con- in, 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 on this continent. are concerned. And, and again res- the way they're responding. They realize, hey, we we're going to get on board with this because this is what the, what the fans obviously like this, want this, and want more of it. And that's to me that to me has been the big difference, as well as the response to the Americas play, you know, the fact that these guys, you know, what they did. Not really some of it you know, with Tim Howard. Uh, great performance against Belgium, on the other hand, he should have had to make that many saves. But still, it's this, you know, what Juergen talked about, this American attitude is, you know, we're going up as the underdog against the rest of the world. And, you know, it, it, it has always had, has had an appeal to it here in America. And I think that's been one of, I think that's one of the big things that's drawn people to the who maybe haven't paid much attention to the game before.
0: You know, I, I think with what what Hiskin was doing is now that that Tito and Max Kellerman would, would go after each, each um, World Cup tonight or World Cup whatever, and just spend the next first five minutes of their show just ripping soccer, a new one, which is kind of sad because Kellerman's actually a really good commentator. I mean, him, him on bo- on boxing, Max Kellerman he took over for um, Rand Bert Sugar with, without even trying. Yeah.
2: Oh right, I mean, and, I, it, it, and it's too—it's too bad boxing is a dying sport because Kellerman is one really of the most knowledgeable boxing people there is. You're right. Yeah,
0: yeah he's on real—he's unreal. He's, unreal. He, he's actually kind of decent. Um, I, I think what ESPN did is they shot—they—they they want—they they want, they want, they want to go out with a bang to say this is how you do it, Fox. This is the real way you do it. Because here's what's going to be the sad thing with when Fox gets it, is. It's going to be Rob Stone, a bunch of Brits, Winaldo, because Winaldo will be probably fired from um, the Silverbacks by that point. Gus Johnson, <laughs> and they'll probably bring, bring um, Andy Gray over. So you won't have, the you won't have, because Lawless won't go to Fox. You you won't see Lawless or Twelman yeah, I, or really Wallach. You won't, or you won't see, you won't see, you won't, you'll probably see, yeah, Michael Ballack go over, but you won't see, you won't see, you won't see people like Roberto Martinez come over. I'm still waiting
2: for Michael Ballack to get on Twitter. <laughs> and so is Alexi, for that matter. But yeah, yeah well, well, First of all, we do, we do, we do know the one thing for sure. You know, Gus Johnson will be the primary play by play guy barring something very, very strange happening. That's been, that's been, been made very clear from the beginning, which is why they started him on this. Uh, yeah, Fox has a very high standard to live up to. Um, they've been criticized by a lot of fans for not for being not taking the game as seriously as ESPN. So not putting in the time and effort. The Gus Johnson thing, I think, is, is a uh, it highlights that certainly. Um, now, as far as you know, obviously they'll have Rob, they'll probably have Rob Stone, assuming he's still there. Uh, Walter and, uh, and Warren Barton as well, I would think. Beyond that, who knows what they have in mind? Now, I know that they did get uh, before NBC uh, got in uh, you know, on the uh, on MLS. They did have uh, people like John Strong uh, and Russ Taylor over there. More strong than. Yeah, he, well, he's bouncing. He does, He's bouncing back and forth. He's on, I guess he's on an independent basis. Uh, but because uh, I asked, I, I asked him about that and uh, uh, once. So, but you've got you've got them. Uh, they've utilized J.P. Delacamera in the past. Uh, whether or not they do that again, who knows? They should. If you, if you ask me, he should be the number one guy. You know, and, of course, we all know who we think number two should be behind him, but that's another discussion. Altogether. Uh, so, is, is, understand, I understand, I, I've said this before, but, I, but I, it bears repeating. J.P. is a man I admire tremendously, not just as a broadcast professional, but as an individual, uh, as a person as well. He he treat, you know, from the time I got started, he treated me like I was an equal, which he didn't have to do. Uh, he didn't talk <laughs> down to me in the least, and I, I that's something... You know, he or my respectful. I mean, if he went out and smashed all the goodness of my car, I wouldn't get mad at him. <laughs> was, but so I think that's going to be a big question: is what is Fox going to do? And I'm not sure if ESPN necessarily was trying to tell Fox send Fox a message anyway, because then we talked about before. You know, ESPN. Can compete with Fox on a level playing field. It's NBC Sports this year because of Comcast owning them. and Comcast being a cable carrier, a cable provider, as well as a programming provider. So, uh, and you know, there've been articles speculating that ESPN kind of uh, pushed, nudged Fox along to get them to start up Fox Sports One. So, you know, what Fox's response is going will be will be interesting. What you know what. Will they go with Americans? Because I know there were a couple, a number of people tweeting about that today, and I responded to a couple of them as well, uh, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, we'd like some more Americans." And even uh, and while you know, there's not a lot of people happy with Gus Johnson doing the games, uh, I, I will give him credit; he's tried to learn and take it seriously. I just think you're dealing with a situation where it's a guy who's who had never done soccer before, and therefore the hardcore soccer fan in this country, sees him as an interloper. You know, whether or not that view will change in four years, who knows? But he's he's not going away. And so will Fox – I'm not 100% convinced Fox will go the Brit route, as you suggest. Uh, You know, if they – hopefully if they do go the American way, hey, guys, you got my phone number over there. You know where to find me.
0: (laughs) which which will be fun. Now we're coming up on two minutes left from the show, which and we're we're gonna start going to a one hour show unless we get unless if we get great guests because my, I know she can pull can pull out a, we're,
2: still working on, me, we're still gonna work
0: on guests. Yeah, so but every once in a while you wanna hear us banter back and forth. And once again, if one of these shows gets two hundred listens, it can do a full hour on on Manchester United, so Get, and he's doing that with the transfer targets too. Oh yes, he he gets to do it, and it has to be on a, it has to be, a year, and it's going to be a show that I'm going to be on because I'm not, I'm not going to let it off that easy. Well, I want it to be <laughs> as painful for me as it should be. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be back, sh- we're going to be back shortly because we're going to be back next Tuesday for sure. So. I'm going to get a double dose of this week. Um, everybody have fun over the 4th of July. It's it's, na- it's national blow stuff up just because we don't know what else, else to do. Blow stuff up and have your favorite libation and cookout because I'm sure everybody's off tomorrow. But anyway, um, I want to thank Keith for being on for the last half hour. Matt Hoffman for being on the first half. Um, this has been Stephen Brand of the Yellow Carded Podcast. Um you will, we will start having more fun and in two weeks it's a full Keith Kokinda show as I'm going to Boston and I doubt I'm going to be back by this but anyway um, I will talk to you guys next week Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess haha in my dentist's office